Welcome to Film Nerds. My name is Alexander Scott. And I am James Harris. Okay, now listen. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, we have been recording for what, almost an hour now? No, it was, it was an hour and eight minutes. Hour and eight minutes. And none of that could be used no more. Well, your part was, was, was absolutely fine. Your part was great. Yes, because my mic was on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> An hour and eight minutes in, I realized that my mic had been off the whole time, and uh, I was hoping that maybe I just clicked it off with my with my finger for like a second, uh, but no, it was off the entire time, so it looks like we are reviewing the movie Lock once again for the second time. Yay! <laughs> now, Lock, <laughs> this is so crazy. Uh, so, uh, Lock is on Netflix uh, now. It was released in 2013 and is a drama. It is starring Tom Hardy. Uh, you may know him from Band of Brothers, Black Hawk Down, Mad Max, Dark Knight. Inception. Inception. And Dunkirk. Dunkirk, yes. Uh, it was written and directed by Stephen Knight, uh, who did Dirty Pretty Things, which he won the London Film Critics uh, Circle Screenwriter of the Year Award. And he's one of the three creators of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Now, I'm going to read you the IMDb synopsis for this film. It is Ivan Locke. A dedicated family man and successful construction manager receives a phone call on the eve of the biggest challenge of his career that sets in motion a series of events that threatens his carefully cultivated existence. So, hmm. for for the second time, the second time, what did you do on the car ride over here? What I did was, um, minus texting and driving, you know, which is something you really Ooh, should not yeah, do. you shouldn't do that. But um, I, you know, um, I was listening to my Spotify because I don't listen to the radio, you know, like that no more. Um, but yeah, I was just jamming out to my Spotify. And for me, I was I was rocking out to uh, some Elton John, your song, and some Billy Joel, just the way you are. I was, you know, singing it at the top of my lungs. I probably look pretty <laughs> odd. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> no, your song by Elton John, one of my uh, favorites. Uh, I listen to everything, a lot of indie and, of course, a lot of throwbacks. But the reason that I bring that up is because in this film, the entire movie takes place in the car and the entire uh, movie takes place with just one character. And everyone else that's in this in this movie is just heard on the phone. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was a very interesting concept. And I wanted to know how it was going to hold my interest for it, I believe it was an hour and twenty four minutes, hour twenty five, something like that. Mm -hmm. And if it if it could, or if I was going to get bored, or you know, at some point just decide that this, you know, oh, all right, well, you know, let's move on, or or you know, whatever. I just wanted to know if it did because I thought it was a, a pretty interesting concept. What you think? Um, I thought it was a pretty good concept. Um, I felt like the idea itself was 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 strange, you know, because like you you. You don't see a lot of this, you know. Um, it kind of felt like, well, it, even though it's two different things, um, but it's one of those things like the, like, like the Quiet Place, you know. It really uh, pushed the boundaries, you know. It, like, it, it really tests the waters well. Where the Quiet Place, you know, is a movie with, with probably only a minute of dialogue, you know. And here, in Locke, like... The whole movie take place in a moving car, you know. It's not like it's one location where it's you know inside the house, you know. It's in a car, and like he's he's driving in a car, you know, and and 
like you said, like I, I was wondering too, like, okay, you know, how how would he be able to hold my, you know, hold my attention, you know, on for an hour and a half, whatnot, you know. But um unlike Tao, I I, I mean I did <laughs> I, I did not fall asleep in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought they they did a really good job. They definitely uh, did hold my interest. I thought Tom Hardy did a a, a very gr- uh, good job. Oh yes, at you know you know, and he had to be good because yeah. if he wasn't good, that's the only character in this film. <laughs> yeah. So so if he didn't if he didn't deliver, then it then it was going to be a very poor movie. And I will also say that for the idea, you know, sometimes people have these ideas and it feels very gimmicky. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels like it's just something you know that you do. And I definitely did not feel that way about this about this film. I didn't feel like it was it was a gimmicky thing and that it didn't hold water outside of that. I, I felt like it just added to the overall product. Yeah. And also, like going back to what you said, like um, about Tom Hardy, like yeah, he was actually very um, good in the role. Like he actually won um, best best actor in the L.A. Um, film Critics Award. You know. Yeah, like, cause like, yeah. If his performance was bad, <laughs> it was over. Yeah, it was over. You know? <laughs> no, it was no. There's no supporting character to carry you. You know, no. <laughs> Except maybe like you know, as, as far as like screen credits, Tom Hardy, you know, as Ivan Locke, you know, um, car interior as car interior. So <laughs> that's uh, that'll be it. It's like you know, the, you know, the passenger seat really nailed it for me. He yes. really nailed his role. Yes. You know? <laughs> he just laid there, and it's just you know, just espousing emotion. Uh, oh, great question. Yes. The passenger seat or Alex's hand? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. So what did you think about the the overall story? Um, the overall story, um, I thought it was simple enough to hold and to hold my attention. And because like Oh, I felt like with, with um a premise like with um not really a premise but a concept like this, um the story had to be simple, um and I felt like it was it was relatable, um with the whole family man you know who who is just trying to keep things in order you know uh because like he has his job on one hand like and his family. And this, this um old well, semi old coworker who <laughs> semi old. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, he calls her quite old, and she's forty three. I I really don't believe that is quite quite old, yeah. but especially because he looks to be about forty in this film. But you know, yeah. So um, and like who is having his baby? You know, I I think they had a one night stand. They went half on the baby. <laughs> like seven, eight months ago, and you know, and she's um, going to premature labor. And but I felt like the story, for on the most part, was very relatable. I felt, I felt like a lot of folks can relate to that. You know, how I hope not. I hope not. there's not a whole bunch of guys out there who's like, yeah, cheating on your wife. You know, yeah, yeah, it's very relatable. <laughs> I've done that, as, you know, four or five different times. Oh, but yeah. no, I do. But I definitely get what you mean by that. That you know, the story was definitely relatable, um, and I think it. I think it works best 
in that way. It, it was a very simple story. Uh, you know, they didn't break any ground with, with the story. Uh, but I feel like if it was an overly complicated thing, it wouldn't work. Everything's happening on the phone. It would just mm-hmm. have been very, very hard to keep up with. So I definitely thought that uh, they did a good job with that. So just to to give you a little bit of backstory. Um, so Ivan uh, Locke, you know, played by Tom Hardy, is a concrete foreman. And on the eve of the biggest concrete job in Europe outside of the military, uh, he leaves and goes to tend to um, a one night stand of his who had his baby in London. So throughout the night, he speaks to his boss, his boss, Gareth, who he, who he calls He's labeled in the phone as bastard. The bastard. Yes. Uh, he talks to his the employee who's right under him, Donald, uh, who he wants to be the person to take over this job. Uh, now, this big concrete pour uh, who's who goes from, you know, basically you know, to be to being the second in command to being first in command. And he's mm-hmm. freaking out um, his wife. Uh, who he lets know on the phone that, hey, I've got some, something to tell you. I will not be making the game today. And that's the good news. <laughs> it gets worse from there. It's like, hey, listen, I'm not going to be able to come to the game today, even though we had plans. That's the good stuff. It goes downhill from here. Yes. Um, uh, at one point, um, he was trying to, uh, he was telling her to go upstairs. Right. You know, so I could tell you the news. And you will be around the kids. Because I guess in his mind, he's preparing for her to yell. Right. (laughs) And act, you know, act, oh, I guess not irrational, because it would be a very rational response. (laughs) But I guess, you know, not to accept and uh, to upset and alarm the kids, you know. Right, which is, which is, I don't know. I, I just always find that weird. Like, you're making it worse. I don't like, just tell me what it is and let me, just let me go on. Don't tell me where to go. Just give me the news. Uh, I, I, I don't want to, to have to go somewhere else to, to hear it. It's not going to feel better, any more better upstairs than it would have yes. felt downstairs. <laughs> this is, if you had told me, you know, a long time ago, it would have been even better. So, uh, but True. yes, he talks to his children. It was Eddie and who? Eddie and Sean. Eddie and Sean. And Eddie is voiced by um, none other than Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Mm, that who then Tom Holland is? For folks who have been under a rock this past few years, he's Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, he talks to his one-night stand, Bethan, uh, who's, you know, in the hospital, and she's going through it. Mm-hmm. And then he talks to some random people, a doctor, a nurse, a, one of the city council members, and the officer who's on call at the police station. Yeah. What do you think about, because uh, I, I heard you mention something about this earlier, what do you think about the dialogue uh, throughout the film? Oh, uh, I thought like the dialogue was pretty, um, it, it was pretty good. Um, it was, well, for uh, folks who are not used to, um, English, I'm, right. I mean old English, you know, uh, because well, uh, I guess um, go back a little bit. The film takes place in England, um, and f- for those who well, I said the biggest concrete job in Europe, so I'm hoping. Oh, uh, you did? Uh, yeah, uh, I did. Uh, but I mean, Europe I'm, is a big place, though, so sure. you know that doesn't necessarily mean. Did I say that he was going? I thought he said I saw. I said he was going to London, so he is driving to London to to see this one night stand yeah, before yeah, she gets back. Yeah, he probably said that. Um, I probably wasn't. You, know, you weren't listening. You weren't <laughs> listening to what I'm bringing to the table. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Um, I was on my phone. <laughs> Not really. But um, what was I saying? 
See, I've got, I've got what I was saying now. Uh, you're saying that the film takes oh, the place. Dialogue. Yes, the dialogue. Uh, yes, also. See, I'm listening. <laughs> Someone has to. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I felt like it was good. You know, like, um, it was me being not being English, you know. It was um, a little hard to follow follow a little bit, you know, you know being used to the accents and how they say certain things, you know. But um, I felt like the banter um, um, and the uh, and the interactions with Tom Harden and the phone <laughs> was pretty uh, normal, um, grounded. You know, like, I felt I felt like it was the conversation was real. You know. Well, I've um, <clears throat> I've been a person who has watched Brit- British, I say British, so you should know right there that, you know, I'm an honorary member, you know. Uh, uh, I've been watching a lot of British television uh, for like the last 10 years, so a lot of it definitely resonated with me. I did not know this was a, a British film, though, before I started watching. So it, yeah. it definitely kind of took me off guard for a second, but then I started hearing things, and I was like, oh, I remember that. And some of it from the, I also listened to a lot of the Ricky Gervais podcast when it was on and so you know I, I definitely heard like a lot of things different and they actually made a comment in the film about the guy saying is this a joke and he says are you wearing a red nose and I was like oh for red nose day which is a day that um uh in the UK where they raise money through charity with you know sketches from comedians and and things like that so uh, I definitely picked up on that because you know I'm cultured that's <laughs> I'm cultured I'm a world traveler and <laughs> I guess I'm not there, you know. Yeah, you know, you're you you know what I'm saying, but if, if I, you know, that's that's my <laughs> thing, you know, that's what I bring to the table. What table? This little tray table that I have my laptop on. Ah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, I thought the dialogue was was good to the throughout though there was a lot of like repeating. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of times they would they would ask the same question as if they didn't hear him or they didn't understand stand him or for some reason just decided to ask the question again. I thought that was that was odd throughout. I was wondering uh, why they did that. If that was just a director's choice or, mm-hmm. or was that some type of symbolism that I wasn't getting and it just went over my head? I, it's a, a lot of times I think I miss things. Uh, but what did you think about that? Did you or did you hear it first of all? And then what did you think? Um, I did hear it. Um, like uh, I kind of took it as if. Uh, they probably didn't hear him, you know. Probably perception, you know. Um, uh, it, it it was it was weird to um, to have them repeat because it happened so much. That yeah. you know, one or two times I would get, but I mean, it happened on nearly every phone call. Um, so I, you know, it, it kept happening so often. And I was like, wow, I wonder, I wonder if this is a symbolism for something else. Yeah, um, it probably could, but. I don't know, like uh, I, 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 um, I honestly didn't see a whole lot of symbolism in this movie. I um, thought it was pretty straightforward. Yeah, so um, I didn't think it was no hidden. Meaning. This man cheated on his wife. <laughs> you know, <laughs> cut and dry. Yes. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, yeah. I felt, I felt like uh, it was pretty straightforward. So, like, I don't, I don't think you missed anything. Okay. But even though I, I do, I, I do have to add, he doesn't like to be asked questions. He doesn't. That is true. Yes. That is true. So. Uh, now we we discussed uh, Tom Hardy's performance. Thought it was good. What did you think about the voice actors? If you can say for that, because they were they were all on the phone. How do you think they did? Actually, um, we we discussed it on the other one. We didn't do it on this one. What? Uh, we didn't do the, his acting on this one. Yeah, we did. We did. Mm-hmm. Uh. We did that right in the beginning. Oh, uh. oh. Uh. 
Where have you been? <laughs> I, we're only about uh, 15 minutes into this podcast, and you. Technically. So, so now, now you're just like Tom. Yeah, you know, you're on like Tom Hardy thing, where it's just like I, I feel like Tom Hardy because I'm like, you didn't. We just we already discussed this. We already, you know, why why are you asking me the same thing? Uh, but yeah, so don't ask me no question. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, the voice acting. I thought the voice acting was pretty good, um, especially um, Donald and well, actually the, the, the whole cast. You know, um, I feel like all of them was pretty good. Um, Donald and Gareth was a uh, little over the top when needed. You know, um, whereas uh, but I, I guess like you know, especially with Donald, but Donald and Gareth dealing with the fact of in a few hours. You know, we are about to have this the biggest project we have ever had, you know, and we now and we getting thrown a curveball this late in the game, you know. So I felt like it was real deserved that they, they kind of needed to be up here, you know, instead of like, okay, uh, uh, yeah, so, um, you're not gonna be here. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I will have to step up. I guess anybody in that in that situation will be a little dramatic. <laughs> like, what you, like, 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 what do you mean? I, I, what do you mean I'd be in charge tomorrow? Like, <laughs> yes, in in this job, this concrete pour, um, it it was Gareth, I believe, who mentioned that they could lose, if this doesn't go right, they could lose, you know, $100 million. And that mm-hmm. 15 minutes, the, the pumps were to go down would be like a 10 million pound loss. And this is in pounds. So, you know, $100 million, you know, that's even more um, than $100 million. So there's a lot of money at stake. And the person who is supposed to be running the entire project decides that He's no longer going to be there when it happens. Yes. So that's you know that's why there is is such um, such gravity in this decision, and why Gareth, who's his boss, is going crazy, and why Donald, who's supposed to be you know under underneath this guy, is like you're now going to be in charge of this project where hundreds of you know a hundred million dollars could be lost if things don't go go right. That is a, a definite uh, a, a huge change yeah. for him. And like, uh, especially within, like, like uh, I think it's like nine o'clock at night, and the in the dig, well, not the dig, but the pour happens at five forty-two. Uh, I believe it's five forty-five till noon, because even Donald had mentioned in there he was saying, you know, hey, I know this, you know, if you've got a family emergency or even like something going on, you know, he's like, I hate to even say this, but can it wait till afternoon? Like, you know, what I'm saying yeah. just wait until after this is getting done. No, I mean, um, what time is it? Um, when they're doing the phone call. It was like nine at night. I think it was. Yeah, it's it's it was, yeah sometime around then. Yeah, so within was that to do, do. But that math work. Oh come on, it shouldn't take this long. <laughs> do, like eight do, hours. Do, do. Yes, with, with eight hours. So in less than eight hours, like like within eight hours, like like you just now finding out that you have to be in charge. Which that that um that brings up an interesting point. I thought it was odd that there's still having things to do this late in the game. Yeah. I I think everything would have been, you know, taken care of, that everything would have been checked and double checked by this point. Why are you leaving it up to the night before? That I didn't, you know, I mean, it would be one thing, like, I feel like all the checks, everything should have been done and we're all good to go. Like, I'm guessing because, um, like, Tom Hardy's character left early, 
that's that's what I'm guessing. Um, yeah, but it was it was still he still left the night before though. I mean, by the night before, if this is the biggest pour in the history of Europe outside of the military, you should not have anything to do the night before. True. But just stand in the middle of the field and just wait for this <laughs> this this concrete to be dumped. Like it's procrastination. Yes. Or I know. Plot device. Yes. <laughs> well, it doesn't. It didn't take away from it from no, from no, me no, you know, no. what, or, or anything like that. Plus, you know, I'm a procrastinator too, so I know how that goes. <laughs> Love waiting to the night before to get things done, yeah. or the day of. Yeah. That's that's a real procrastinator. You you're not a real procrastinator until it's like I've got three hours to do this. So, like I can't tell you how many how many um um projects um or essays I have written the morning of. You know, <laughs> I, especially in college, like, I, I think I was the king of waiting to two hours to finish writing the paper. <laughs> you know, you're a little proud of yourself, though. You, you've got that little face, like, I'm proud of myself. Like, this looks like you wrote it two hours, and, you know, two hours before you came here. I did. Thank you very much. <laughs> it was the hardest two hours ever. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> yeah, I definitely also enjoyed uh, the, the voice acting. Um, I thought, yeah, G- Gareth and Donald were, were significantly uh, over the top when they needed to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, because this is a huge deal that happened. And, and then I thought that his his wife did a, a really great job of playing a, a woman in shock of just finding out that, you know, her husband, um, who, you know, she's been married to, she has these kids too. Yeah, you know, for so long, you know, has not only cheated on her, but he's uh, now going to see the woman who he had the one night stand with and she's pregnant because, you know, they're, she's having a child and he's going to the hospital. Yeah. So uh, she played the shock uh, really well, uh, I thought. And then Bethan, uh, who is his one night stand, thought she did uh, an admirable job as well, just kind of playing a woman who, you know, you know, he says throughout this film that, you know, she's lonely. She doesn't have yes. anybody. Yeah. You know, and so uh, she tries to make a connection with Tom Hardy's character. She she says, you know, you know, I love you. And uh, I don't think oh. OK, okay. Uh, was the answer she was looking for. In fact, she actually hangs up on him once. Yeah. I mean, if I was Tom Hardy, I probably do the same thing like, uh, OK, uh. I don't know what you. I don't know what you want me to say. You know, I like you too. Um, no, he wouldn't even say that. He wouldn't even <laughs> like was too much. Yes, I know you. Is this all he's willing to give her? I know you. No, I don't know you. <laughs> I don't know you. But yeah, he knows. But yeah, he he knows enough that that she was sad and lonely. Right. Yeah. They obviously had a conversation at some point. Yeah. You know, but. But yeah, he doesn't know her. He doesn't know her. He doesn't know her enough to like her or to hate her or to love her. See, uh, see, at first I was um, on his side a little bit, but as I started the process, like, he is the asshole. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, you like you have to be the asshole to... Okay, so as he was explaining to his wife, you know, it was raining, you know, she was lonely, whatnot. We had alcohol, which, you know... That's always a bad decision. Yes, you know? no, I mean, and then, yeah, and I, I've never heard anyone say, you know, man, I got so wasted last night that I woke up 
next to my uh, next to my college degree. I don't know what happened. I just had a college degree. You know, I had a master's. It's crazy. Like, you know, or, you know, oh, man, you know, I, I, I just got so drunk last night that, you know, I woke up the next morning and I had a promotion at work. I guess I applied myself for the first time ever. And, you know, now I'm the boss and the head of the company. Never happens. See, as a as a um, drinker, Right, and I don't drink, so you know that's you know put that out there. So go ahead. I don't have any of these stories. Apologize. I got a few, <laughs> <laughs> but as a, as a drinker, um, anytime you wake up and there's nothing wrong, it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing, you know. But yeah, like uh, he 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 is the asshole. Like oh, absolutely. Like and he doesn't. I feel like he doesn't recognize it either. Nah, like I think I think in his head. The fact that he's trying to do the right thing justifies everything. Right, because he's trying not to be like his, his, his father. father. Right. That's um oh, I don't think we've mentioned that yet. No. So throughout throughout this this movie, he he has these moments where he he looks in his rearview mirror and he's talking to someone uh, that's you know his he, that he sees his father in the backseat, even though we don't see him. He's just talking to the backseat when in our eyes. Uh, but he, he's making these comments about how bad his father was and how he was not going to be like him. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that in his mind that, you know, he is a good guy. He is doing the right thing. And that's all that matters, even though it what precipitated it was the wrong thing. Yeah. So he's making up for that. And I guess everyone should just cut him some slack yeah. because it's it's weird in in this film, you know, with his wife, he he says, let's move. He keeps asking her to move to the logical next step. Yeah. She hasn't even processed the fact. <laughs> like, I'm showing step one. Yes. <laughs> I haven't moved past the cheating. I haven't even got to the baby yet. Yeah. OK, I'm still on the cheating uh, because she does mention that a couple of times, too. She's like, it's never once, you know, because he said it was just a one one time thing. That's the most unluckiest guy ever. Yes. I cheat on my wife. One time, one time, and not only does uh, the woman get pregnant, does the uh, Bethan in, in in this in this film uh, is the is the uh, is the one night stand? Does she get pregnant? She decides to keep, keep the it. baby. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and it wasn't like as if like she's someone that who he fantasized over. Like, oh my god, like you know, if I wasn't married, you know, right. It was like a co. It was just uh, a coworker who was on who was on that um, particular project at the time, and who just happened to be uh, in the area he was staying, and just came over. Like it was like you know he wanted like he was I know. No, he actually called her like quite old, and she's lonely. Yes. Uh, yeah, he didn't have too many positive adjectives or adverbs for this lady, and he never once he was like, you know, she's beautiful or she's yeah. got a beautiful soul or any of that type of stuff. She's she has a, a great nice personality, person. you know, nothing, nothing like that. Just she's like old yeah, was just, and lonely. Yeah. <laughs> so the only she was old and lonely, honey. What else did you want me to do? I had to have sex with her. Kick it, it was <laughs> it was a public service, you know. Uh, I did her a favor. <laughs> You're mad at me because I did a great thing. <laughs> Excuse my generosity and my charity <laughs> and my benevolence. <laughs> See, uh, you actually uh, use that um, like whenever you, um, in your next relationship and we go cheat, you know, hey, I would do her a favor. You know? <laughs> Don't blame me. You, you know, know what? I think it will turn out just as well for you <laughs> as it did for Tom Hardy in this film. <laughs> Not too well. Not too well. Not too well at all. <laughs> 
Now, what did you think about the the plot pacing? Did you think that was good, bad? Yes, um, I thought the pacing was pretty good. You know, um, like with using the um, the phone calls, whether um, he called them or they called him, I felt like the pacing was 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 pretty spot on. Like it felt like um, almost like an action movie. In, in a sense, this this minus the the, the after action, right? Um, the fact of like like each phone call brought a new emotion and um, intensity. You know, like one phone call could be him and his wife of you know trying to you know men thing together and oh um, men thing together on, on an emotional level, and the next phone call could be talking talking to Donald. And try and get him to calm down. Who's who's rammed up, you know? And who's stressed out, you know? Like, so like I felt like the phone calls and the pacing was was, was pretty spot on, which had to be considering that you know the whole location is in the car with one actor, you right. know? Because if the pacing was too slow, then then yeah, like I'll I'll, I'll probably pull the towel and fell <laughs> a couple times, you know. Well, yeah, yeah, I I agree. Um, I, I think there there were there were parts <coughs> where they took a moment and just kind of let him absorb the phone call, and I thought that was that was good. Um, and you know they sometimes they had people call him, sometimes he called people, so it never felt like it was just a one sided thing. And then there were times he'll be on a phone call, and then there would be a, a, a the his um his phone would would pop in and say, you know, you have a call waiting. And I, I, I like that, uh, that. I like that as well. And then, of course, there were the breaks when he was talking to his father in the back seat mm -hmm. uh, as well. So I thought they did a really, really good job, job of pacing because they could have cut out probably about like 10 minutes with, you know, people repeating questions to him or, you know, if it was just every single second rapid fire questions but i thought that they took an extra 10 or 15 minutes to kind of let it marinate and i thought that was an excellent uh decision uh, mm -hmm. by the director yeah me too because like um i also felt like um they used the father um as like uh a uh a transition into the next um act you know i feel like an atheist act you know like he was talking talk to his father you know like 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 um, at one point he was like kind of blaming him for what's going on and whatnot. Then as things are starting to look up, like like, like yeah, I see. See, um, I told you, you know, like you know, like I could do this without you, you know. But in the last act, it, it kept happening more often, you know, <laughs> as things were all like spiraling up, spiraling down, spiraling up, spiraling down. Because <laughs> at the end of the movie, like the job looks like it's pretty pretty good, you know. Donald looks like he's in good spirits and. And it looks like the, the building is going to go on, like, the next day by a hitch, you know. But his wife, uh, not so much. No. That's where that's where it kind of all fell apart. Yeah. He really thought that, you know, I'm doing the right thing and everything's <laughs> going to work out. And see, Dad started. See, that's why you don't brag. Yeah. You don't brag too early, mm -mm. you know. And, um, you know, he thought everything was going to go out fine. His wife says, nope. We're done. You no, I don't want you coming back here anymore. Yeah, because uh, uh, at one point, um, he uh, he asked her like, "Tell me, like, tell me that, um, I'm coming back home tomorrow. You know that, um, that, um, that I, that I know in like when I wake up in the morning, that I'm I'm driving back back home. You know that this there's a home for me to come back to. You know, like." Is home the name of the hotel he's going to? 
<laughs> I mean, it, it, it might be. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Because, like, yeah, like, I, I, like, in his mind, he just felt like he was just doing the right, well, he was trying to do the right thing, and that justifies, you know, everything. I, 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 I kind of feel like he thought that losing his job was his penance for going to see, you know, this woman. I'm doing the right thing. It's costing me my job, yeah. you know, so that's the suffering that I have to take. That's fine. I'll just have to get another job, but I'm going to, you know, uh, see uh, this woman who's giving birth to my child, and then I'll be able to come home and mend this with my with my wife. Yeah. I've suffered by losing this job, yeah. you know, and that... And, and, and the reason why he was going to see the child, not knowing if he covered this or not, but um, was because, like... He felt strongly by how his father left him. Right. You know, so like his whole thing is, um, I don't want, I, I don't want to do this child like what my father did me, and I'm gonna give him, I'll give the child my last name, Lock. You know, which is Lock, and how, um, you know, because at one point he was saying, yeah, um, uh, I brought the, I brought the Lock name back. You know, I, I built it up. Bringing it know. back. <laughs> <laughs> Remix. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, and like, uh, it wasn't you, it was me, you know, blah, 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 you know. But yeah, just, like, it was just like, you know, like, he just, you know, so focused and determined to not be a repeat of of his father, you know, which uh, he just might be, you know, because, you know, depending if his wife ever lets him come back home or not, you know, now he has two kids who he pretty much not intentionally walked out on, but will be the lies. Exactly. History could very easily repeat itself. But at least he has Bethan. Um, Beth, uh, at least he has Bethan. Maybe. Who knows how she's going to feel now that the baby's here. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is a guy who just told her, like 20 minutes ago, that I don't love you. Yeah. I don't like you. I really don't know you to have any type of feelings towards you one way or the other. And you old. Yeah, you old. <laughs> I've been telling you. I hope that doesn't get out. Yeah, he was calling you quite old earlier. I'm just going to let you know that. And, and uh, um, another thing um, I really like about the movie um, is, is like, um, the style of the movie. You know, like, uh, I felt like the, the color grinning and how they shot, like especially all the um, the um, lens flares and the lights of the cars, like, right. like, um, like it really um, stood out. You know, uh, it made it easy to watch as well. Absolutely, you know? I love the color palette. Uh, um, oh, oh, also on um, on something that um we um said before, but um, not on this one. Uh, If like it kind of feels feel like um he's trying not he's trying not to make excuses, cause like you find out also that, that um he's um he's sick, right? You know like like he's he's coughing he's sneezing you know you know he blows his nose and all these um, Kleenex he has in the car, uh he's taking cough medicine popping pills you know checking his throat you know whatnot like. And not one thing he stops and tells them, like, hey, like, hey, give me a break. I'm like, I'm, I'm sick, you know. <laughs> give me a break. I've taken uh, two teaspoons of Robitussin over here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still going. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I cheated on you and all. And, you know, I'm leaving this biggest job ever. But, you know, I'm actually dealing with cold and flu season pretty hard over here. Yeah. But I'm getting through it. So what's your problem? <laughs> 
Because even Donald um, brings it up, like, oh, why are you just telling him that I'm sick? You know? Right. And he said because he's not, yeah. which, you know, he actually was yeah. to some degree. Yeah. Oh, not not to a, a degree. Like, <laughs> I feel like if if you are popping pills and, and, and medicine while you're driving, you, you're sick. Because <laughs> no one ever knows you don't take medicine and drive. You were just texting and driving earlier. So what does that mean? That's that's minor. You know, that, 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 that's that's mine. You know, I'm not gonna fall asleep. No, while, while, while I'm texting. <laughs> I might drive off the road. Did they, did they tell you what type of pills he was he was taking? Oh, I don't think. I don't so. think so because I didn't know if it was like you know like anxiety pills or if it was you know something you know to to try to deal with the situation. And I wonder if this if all of this was making him sick as well. You know, all the stress mm. of being in this situ in this situation of you know losing your job and you know trying to drive to make it for the for the birth of your child and you know having to tell your wife you know that you cheated on her and and you know have a child by another woman yeah. and and all of this stuff was just so much that it was just making him actually physically sick and uh, uh, I, I, I forgot who it was it was Donald or Gareth one of them knew that he had cheated right because um, yeah, the thing was I think he, he told Gareth yeah Gareth, because Gareth's like you can mess your life up all you want to you know what I mean yeah. that type of thing yeah because uh, um, Gareth goes um, have you told her yet you're like no nah, uh, I'm about to you know like so, so obviously, you know, he, he told somebody, you know, but he, what, you ain't gonna tell your wife yet, you know. So, so I guess, I guess he, you gotta break the news to someone else first to see how <laughs> they take it. I've cheated on you, and I've got another woman pregnant. Okay, so how would you react to that news? <laughs> Poorly. Yeah. That's how. So I guess it's, I guess it's, it's a good thing for him that uh, he calls her and not tells him face to face. I think so. Yeah. Which you know she takes it, the news you know kind of I won't say in stride, but she takes it like in in shock, mm -hmm. and so she doesn't you know give you this over overly emotional response. She's not like how dare you blah 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 this and that type of thing. She doesn't she doesn't get that animated. She's still trying to process it. Yeah. And even after she processes it processes the information she doesn't return with what he was hoping for which was yeah we'll work it out i think i think he had mentioned like when i get back you know we'll all go out mm -hmm. and then you know we'll sit you know and when over drinks and we'll discuss it as if we're just going to have a normal conversation yeah. about this you know like um and um through all his conversations with her and and, and kids um he, he kept saying everything will go back to normal everything will be back to normal like like really like like you expect me after this that everything is gonna you know just disappear and just you know be normal yeah there's a child here who you know is going to be around i mean people like to say 18 years but a child's in your life for the Never. rest of your life yeah. you know uh it's not just 18 and then you go boom you know kick you out you know whatever you know every, whatever you got going on with your life you know you're gone you know that type of thing mm -hmm. uh type so i mean this child is going to have to be integrated into their family you know i don't know what type of relationship he's going to have with if he's driving to i'm guessing she lives in london if he's driving there to see her, so in, she must be somewhere in that area. So is he going to be going back and forth to see the child? Is the child going to live with them? There's a lot of unanswered questions. So I, normal is gone. Yeah. The, the norm of what was will never be the norm of what will be now. So, uh, yeah, that, that was a very, very interesting concept. I mean, I, listen, I, 
can empathize with the man trying not to be like his father. I didn't have my father in my life, uh, but I'm also not going to cheat on my wife either and try to play it <laughs> off like that. So it makes it OK. Like, hey, you know, listen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I cheated, but I'm making it right. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to be there for the kid. That's right. So, so do you want me to bring a pizza home or not? Pepperoni and sausage is that good with you? <laughs> would it sit over? You know, would it sit over pizza? And would just discuss it. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. I think we got disconnected. <laughs> no, I hung up. Yes, like. there's a difference. So on, you know, we've been doing a one to ten scale, um, and I, I kind of want to continue that, but let's let's do it in 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 terms of uh, dollars. So if you were going to the movies. Um, and you you had to pay one dollar to ten dollars, so that scale. We know we're gonna do one to fifteen. We're gonna do one to fifteen because now we're doing actual like, because um, I mean, first of all, there's not a lot of movies that you can see for ten dollars anymore. A lot of times they're going even higher than that. So a lot of places, places, some people are spending up to fifteen dollars. So we'll do from one to fifteen. What I don't, I don't know about you, but uh, I spend five dollars on movies. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I try to catch as many five dollars movies as I can, but I do know people can spend up to fifteen dollars, actually sixteen dollars for a ticket, but we're just gonna do one to fifteen. How much would you pay for this at the movie theater? Now since you're throwing, you know, dollar signs. You know, right. Dollar of, signs. You know money, 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 money. Came with a cool bar. Money. Uh I think well uh, are we, are we talking about the ticket only or ticket and Popcorn. No, we don't do no popcorn. You sneak all that stuff in. Uh. <laughs> My jacket be pretty, pretty full. <laughs> like, don't touch me. <laughs> don't touch me. I got a lot of stuff going on here. <laughs> um, I would go. I think it's been at least ten fifty. Ten fifty. Ten fifty. Yeah, that's good. That's a good, uh, good price. Uh, for me. Yeah, I would I would probably do I would probably do ten dollars. Um, this is a, this is definitely a solid ten dollar film. Uh, I would have walked out, spent my ten dollars, and I felt good about that. I would have felt a lot better about that ten dollars than what I spent for Justice League. <laughs> a whole lot better. I have to take a dig. I spent a lot of money there, and wow. I don't feel like I got what my money's worth. Did I pay for Justice League? Or this you did one? pay for Justice League. I did? Yes, and you were the one who uh, sat outside the theater and tried to justify it. It's a C. I think it was a C. <laughs> and well, then later on, going to call me a couple days later, it was like, yeah, that was like a D minus. <laughs> so, which we all knew when we left the theater. You just wanted to justi justify the ticket price. Yeah. You yes. know, like I, I spent, I, I don't remember how much I spent. It was, know. it was, I think it was 10 50 because it was, there, there, yeah. there we go. Yes. <laughs> For a circle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to see the wrong movie. That's what that was. I meant to see Locke. If you, <laughs> if you could just give me back my money and I could just spend it here or not, or maybe just comp my ticket, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, that, that, that was, that was and I did not eat popcorn either. No. No. Mm. I, I don't. I didn't have any snacks. I was just there, frustrated. Like if I did pop popcorn, I pop one go saying, "Yeah, it, it would be. It, it, it would be." Yes. <laughs> you you have to try to do that for yourself. You have to do something to try to justify what just happened. Just like, yeah, no. I mean, I mean, you could look at it. It could be like, hey, if, if yeah. you would. I mean, it was like fifteen dollars. So, like, um, I had to have a good time. It's like um, coming home. And your um your your wife goes and tell you like um like hey honey um 
why do you why you spend um two hundred dollars on this? And you, you, you try to find every reason <laughs> to justify why you why you spent two hundred dollars. <laughs> but no, but little you know, there's no reason that's good enough. Like, yeah, I, justifying just to be. <sighs> I there's there was there's no justifying justly. There was no justice when I walked out of there. Huh. It was injustice. <laughs> we don't want to get off too far on 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 that. Uh this is the 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 movie review for Locke, and we both enjoyed it. It is ten fifty on your ticket, ten dollars mm. on mine. I've got a little discount. And <laughs> <laughs> and uh this is Alexander Scott and, and I'm James Harris. And join us next week when we will be doing Black Klansmen. Yes. Yes. And then after that, there will be a break. Uh, we're both going out of town. Well, you're going out of town. I'm going out of the country. But we will come back and we'll have more movie reviews for you. So thanks for joining us. Hello. And we are the host of Film Nerds. My name is Alex. And I'm James. And we wanted to tell you... Thank you for listening to our show. And also, make sure you subscribe to Facebook and YouTube and SoundCloud. The links are in the description below. Oh, it gives us a thumbs up too. And if there's a movie out there that you would like to hear us review, send us an email. Or comment below. And we'll do it in a reasonable amount of time. Yes. Give us some time, people. We've got lives too. Yes. Busy lives. Very, very busy.